I was reaching for nah, shit. I, I've seen I've seen a short person fuck fuck somebody up. I seen a short person hit a nigga in the nuts and really give him a left hand, and he laid him the fuck out. I was like, oh shit. I they, seen <laughs> I seen little people cross niggas in basketball. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Do the legs oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know, you want to know how? Because that, that was me. I got oh, you crossed, got crossed? I got crossed by a little person. Oh, you got crossed by a little person. This I was 10 years old, and I was probably the wackest person on the whole fucking team. Oh, now you're trying to put a whole fucking disclosure on it. Nah, nigga, you got crossed by I got, a fucking little I got person. ankle broke. Broke, broke my ankles, bro. <laughs> a little person In Rucker Park. In Rucker Park. In Rucker Park. <laughs> I tried hitting the ball. Like, I thought I could, like, get the fuck out of here, little this nigga. nigga this nigga shot over my fucking head. He even shot over so, you? What, he, he, cr- he crossed him and hit him with the fucking Kobe. Yep. <laughs> that nigga Kobe my ass the whole game. <laughs> and I was telling the coach, like, yo, don't put me back in with the- What up, everybody? Or what's up, everybody? This is Richard Picasso. And he's back, baby. And, and he's back. It's guess I'm back, baby. Back and better than ever. Yup. Living. I'm screaming. See, look. See, now I feel like good. Mm-hmm. Like, I missed on an opportunity to perform last night, and then I, I was just saying about my performance, performance remorse and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I could have really fucking did my set last night, and then because it was like, I guess you know when your mind's in that frame, like, ah, oh, I don't feel like performing, and mm-hmm. then when you see other people that are like great performing. It was a dope. It was like such a dope set that damn. I wish I would have performed. You just that. been part of it. I just, just wanted to be part of the magic. In some in some sense, I wanted to be a part of it. And if y'all know what I'm talking about, it was for Zeno's Rebirth Showcase. Mm-hmm. It was a dope set. So shout out to you, Zeno, for like an amazing lineup. Shout out to Aya, Evor, Ricky Stevens, Seda. He, he performed Architect, Frank Knight, Moon Sky. Like all y'all were absolutely incredible. You know, you definitely, you know, set the bar. And what I love about, what I loved about Exit Set, and this is going to sound a little marginally fucked up, but not so much fucked up. It's like, the difference why I noticed with his showcases okay. and most other showcases, especially like the hip-hop sphere. Okay. It was a lot less niggerish than it usually is. When, was, you, when, you, when you say niggas, you mean like niggas, like just like street niggas. Like, like street motherfuckers, like niggas with their whole crew. Niggas that you know just go out to perform and then just fucking leave and stay outside and not watch the people perform inside. Yeah. Motherfuckers that don't try to network and think they're bigger than the yard wearing sunglasses in the fucking nighttime with your bullshit Montclair jackets and shit. <laughs> Yo, this nigga got heat for him. You know He's the been fuck out you for are. a little bit, but he got heat for him. Like, you know you niggas with the Montclair jackets you know and you your are. fake ass chains with the fucking green around your neck. I see it in the fucking old you UV know who light, you nigga. Are. You know who the fuck you are. Stop doing that. You're not as big as you are. I don't give a fuck if you got a blue check and over 10,000 followers. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. You're not bigger than you think you are. Suck your own dick. Anyway, let's... What, 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 have you been... You, you just don't like that atmosphere of those people, what they bring to... That's, not so much the atmosphere. It's just the or it's attitude. how they act. The how attitude they act. and then the attitude just like... You can feel it like... It can I, change a room if there's too many of them. Yeah, this, like if there's too many people with so many egos like that in a room where people just are all full of themselves, mm-hmm. it can change the atmosphere for everybody because now everybody's a little bit with heightened senses mm-hmm. or they feel a little discouraged when, yeah, you see a motherfucker that came in with 75 motherfuckers and you're next and they won't even give you two minutes. Yep. They won't even give you five seconds. Nope. He performed, they ran outside with him to fucking smoke a cigarette or smoke yeah. a blunt or so- just... 
Get that little dick energy the fuck out of here. The set last night, this is how a fucking set should go. Everybody gets their time frame set, and then they start, like, mingling, and then, like, bigging everybody up because they know they had a legitimate, fun, dope set. You go up to them, you give them their props, you give them their flowers while this dude, like, yo, I, I did that to them. I wasn't even performing, and I still went up to people, like, yo, that was a really dope set. Yo, I want to follow you. I want to follow you in your journey. I want you to manifest because one thing also that I got to get this out the way too. Frank Knight, he said a really fucking amazing quote last night that I'm going to stick with. So I appreciate you for this. He's like, don't ever chase your dreams because that's your dreams running away from you. You want to manifest it. You don't want to chase after him. I was like, that fucking, it makes it makes, it makes sense. I mean, it works for you. I mean, what a, everybody always flips something to flip something because then you have yes. a nigga that'd be like, I chased my fucking dreams and that's how I got here. So whatever lingo works for you, works for you. But I, I completely understand it. Whatever works for him. Manifesting is part of it. You know, you can't, you can't just dream about things and then just think it's going to happen. You have to create them. You have to make them. You have to, you have to put in work and effort. That's also part of it, you know? So regardless if you're chasing the dream or you're ma- manifesting it, you still have to put in the work. Yes. That's the bigger deal than anything, you know, putting in the work. Yes. And m- most people don't. They think they go... Privilege. 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 You know, like niggas who rap over their main vocals. Thinking that or, 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 the people that get, or the people that get famous quick. What about the people that get famous quick and they become TikTok stars and now they're an influencer, yeah. right? And now... Look, they're lost in that matrix because they always feel like they have to do something better and something better. And they don't understand the, how to deal with when somebody's criticizing them. When they do something whack and then they get shitted on and then they disappear because they're like, oh, fuck. You know, they don't understand how to take that pressure. And it's they're not, privileged. And it's not so much for me like with TikTok, like with the whole social media. I'm talking because, about those niggas that go viral. Like, and then when they get one person to shit on them, they go crying like a little bitch. Oh shit! Since we here, nigga, look at like, look, what, look what Doja Cat did. I'm sorry. Look oh, what yeah, your girl the did. Doja Cat with the Paraguay. Shit. She wild out. She's like, she she took it so offensively that she's like, I'm quitting music after this. Go ahead. But that's so petty. Go. <laughs> it's I'll so fucking petty. need you. That's so petty. Look, music will be just fine without you. And that's Yo-Yo's talking about you. He loves you. And, and I love you. She, <laughs> once he said that tweet about yo, I, I want to date a guy to Yo-Yo's. Shit. The whole yo-yo world lit the fuck up that day. Especially Everybody you. was making TikToks, <laughs> Instagram, especially me. But at the same time, like, hey, look, if you're, you only, you only been out, what, like, really, like, four, four, five years? You haven't even, like, truly experienced, like, the true, like, pinnacle, like, maybe, you know, because of a pinnacle, like, her albums, like, she got, Oh, like, yeah, she hasn't even know. hit her, what she can be yet, her ceiling. Like, she's, like, right now at the. Like at the peak of her, but career. that's because the way the machine markets her that we think that she's at a peak of wherever, but she hasn't even touched the ceiling. No, and stupid things like getting mad at what fans say and quitting Wait, your dream. Why are you letting get to that? What? Where the fuck? What? You're supposed to be in your own world. People yeah. gonna talk shit about you the rest of your life, and you exactly. were in, they get. But you rather all those people say it in your face? I rather <laughs> them niggas say it online because at least I could turn that shit off. Like, I don't know, like, with the whole Paraguay thing. And then, but at least, I gotta give shot, I gotta give shots to Machine Gun Kelly, at least popping his head out, at least doing, like, a quick little performance piece outside of his hotel for the people that, like, missed the show. Okay. You know. Yeah, did, you always gotta salute things like that. Yeah, I salute that. And mm-hmm. I think um my Miley Cyrus was supposed to perform, too. Okay. But she ended up, like, you know, at least releasing a statement, like, hey, the show got canceled mm-hmm. because of the bad, the bad mm-hmm. weather. But, you know, I appreciate everybody coming out. At least he said, like, something. Like, those are just 
hit her own fucking hotel, didn't say nothing. It's like, oh, I think she said, I forgot what she said, like, in, in a tweet that was, like, fucked up. Like, like, oh, my, nobody came, no, none of my fans came to see me when I stepped outside. That's why I didn't, like, show, step outside the hotel or nothing. It's like, they were there earlier. You just were fucking there. And they can't, and by the time, like, you probably got to your hotel, they weren't there anymore. I mean, like, like I say, like, and I mean this. Don't be a big head. Don't be big headed like that. You have to be at some point. I know when you win the award and you thank you, thank you to all the fans for all the support, nigga. On the DL, all you famous people be like, fuck these fans. Yeah. On the down low, yeah. All these famous people be like, F-. you think they like not being able to go take a shit in an airport because a fucking fan is following them, trying to take a picture of them. Yeah. Or talking shit to them? You think they like that? They don't like that no. shit. They just like what w- what they have because of it. The house, the 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 living the lifestyle, being able to be, uh, what do you call that? Financially free to some extent. Because you know you do one good acting role, two good acting roles, you you have some financial freedom you with your for first life. 40, 50 grand. You have a step in the right direction. You know, so it's like they can't always like being famous for it. No, I wouldn't even want that for myself. Like for... Like, I can understand, if, like, for celebrities, it's, like, it's hard to, like, be out in public mm-hmm. without being fucking harassed or people coming up to you asking for autographs, asking for a picture. But the You that, appreciate your fans, though, at this level. I yeah, see that. Yeah, at, at when people le- walk up to you and people like to see what you do, you be like, you embrace them. You're like, hey, yes. man, you, you want a yo-yo? You, you, you embrace them yes. at this level. But, yeah, but it's like, I can only imagine the next tier... Where it's like, what are you gonna do? Walk around with fucking a million yo-yos yes. handing out everybody? Yeah, and then they want they fuck give one of their fucking kids and their fucking parents that. No, oh, and then, can I get another one? Like, nah, fuck. What about? The, I appreciate that for last night, like last night too. When I was dude, was giving out yo-yos. Nobody really asked for that. doubles. Somebody tried to buy, like I have not this yo-yo, but somebody tried to buy like my six like my sixty dollar yo-yo off me yesterday. I thought about it. I was like, yo, if I get this nigga, this, this shit's kind of fucked up. I can get a brand new one. Like, That's know. not fucked up. That's marketing. That's marketing. <laughs> That's an idea. That's an idea. Like, you know what I mean? Like, But it's, it's like, I like this color, and it didn't have that color anymore, and it's like, fuck. Like, yo, you, <laughs> should, you, should, you should do that, though. You should auction off bids and fuck with people at shows. Yo, this yo-yo tonight right here, this yo-yo tonight is but, worth $350. But, but the guy that... I'm auctioning this right now but, for the next 10 minutes. But the guy that wanted it... It's like he thought it was like one of those like deluxe specialized yo-yos that can really go up and down and stuff. When it wasn't, I try to tell him like, "Yo, the yo-yos like the regular yo-yos." Drunk? About. No, he was the he was security for the fucking freaky fridge event. He was just like, "I need that yo-yo, yeah, bro." Yeah, I, I need. I'll buy it off you. I'm like, dude, dude, you don't understand with these type of yo-yos. You're not gonna know how to use it. <laughs> he don't like, give a fuck. <laughs> like, you don't give a fuck. Yo, that, that's the rich nigga trying me, to buy the rocket ship. And mind you, it had, di- it had dings and shit on it, and you were going to give me $60 <laughs> full <laughs> price for this shit? Yeah, yeah, yo, so he <laughs> wanted it off of your sweaty fucking finger. Oh. It's been in your linty ass pocket. It's not fresh no yo. more. He's like, nah, nigga, give, give me full price. I'll pay full price yo. for it. Again, I mean, I got ready to shout to Freaky Fridge. Danny Cortez, they have a dope event that's still going on this weekend. I think today's the last day. I mean, obviously, by the time this video is posted, the event will be long gone but he threw a three-day event he's like the king of le king king of les and he's like a great dope graffiti maker he, like he's like absolutely amazing uh like also clay tones clay tony's i think his name is i'm sorry if i missed your name you're a really dope dude dude he was like this dude that looked like fucking zz top he had a beard like all the way fucking down here he was like fucking amazing he was telling me to like do stuff for like 
the girls club down in early guess like yeah, yeah he was trying to give me like a link up there so i was like yo give me a link. i'll give out you know some girl scouts and shit and like that it's all good I'm, mm-hmm. i'll make customized ones if they need it mm-hmm. he's like he'll try to give me the link for them there i met um like you know that um not crush sites but the other the other type of crush like this is like another famous like little person i think it's like razel razel oh 43 giant 43 giant no i don't know i'll look him up though 43 giant's like another like little person that's was absolutely dope. I actually made like a little small video, like taunting Crush, and said like, "Yo, I found your replacement. Like, it's, he's gonna be my new, uh, my new, uh, hype man." Forty three giant. Yeah. One word. Yeah, forty three giant. My Instagram. He's a real dope dude. Oh, Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. And I said that I sent like a video. Yo, that's kind of weird. Him and Crush eyes kind of looking like. No, no, yo, Crush. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you, but you and him kind of looking like. <laughs> so, I was I sent him the um, the um, I like a little video and he's like yo he's a comedian influencer yeah, yeah. kind of like what Chris Ice is what he's pretty much what Chris Ice is he's just like he has a little bit more uh, notoriety out here because he's like he puts in he, put, he puts he, in the work yeah, like real hard yeah work out here I see yep and I sent the video to Chris he was these like, niggas got an advantage being short though you know mm-hmm. like all respect to y'all because yeah pe- yeah like people want to. F- People want to know. People like you want to talk to you, and then when you have a dope personality, they're like, "Oh damn, this nigga dope." It's like, you know, it's like it, they they already got eyeballs on them. If they can maneuver it the right way, they can be all famous. You know what I'm saying? For their unfortunate disorders of being short, which is yeah. not really a big deal. You yeah. know what I mean? There's fucking Mexicans that are only because like fucking that regular can... <laughs> people perceive it as a big deal. They yeah, it's don't not. It it's as not a big, big deal. deal. It's not. It's like, oh, he's short. He must yeah, have no, no, problems no, no, no. reaching for nah, shit. Nah, nah. It's I, I've seen I've seen a short person fuck fuck somebody up. I see a short person hit a nigga in the nuts and really give him a left hand, and he laid him the fuck out. I was like, oh shit. I like, see. <laughs> I seen little people cross niggas in basketball. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Through the legs oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, you want to know how? Cause that that was me. I got. Oh, crossed, you got crossed. I got crossed by a little person. Oh, you got crossed by a little person. I was ten years old, and I was. Probably the wackest person on the whole fucking team. Cause oh, now you're trying to put a whole fucking disclosure on it. Nah, nigga, you got crossed by I got, fucking I got ankle broke. Broke, broke my ankles, bro. <laughs> little person In Rucker Park. In Rucker Park. In Rucker Park. <laughs> I tried hitting the ball. Like, I thought I could, like, get the fuck out of here, little this nigga. nigga this nigga shot over my fucking head. He even shot over so, you? What's he, he, cr- he crossed him and hit him with the fucking Kobe. Yep. <laughs> that nigga Kobe by ass the whole. Game. <laughs> and I was telling the coach, like, yo, don't put me back in with this nigga. I'm going, all right, let me just bench warm this shit. He's like, nope. This nigga said, I got crossed. Yo, yep. I got crossed by a little person, man. And that's probably that same motherfucker that's like now famous, like that famous little person. He looks exactly like that kid from when I was 10. And this is like 24 years ago. So pfft. I forgot his name, but yeah, that was. So shout out to the. 42 Giant, 42 Giant, you were very down to I gave him yo-yo stuff. Shout out, shout out. Maybe do some work with him. Oh, yes, like, absolutely. Like, very dope, dude. Like, the whole event was nice. Freaky Fridge and Zeno. Zeno's a very nice, like, very comfortable Saturday. While you you are on events, um, let people know what you got coming up next. Oh, yes, what's up? I know you KDK. got something with KDK. Yeah, the Raw Zone, fifth year anniversary, April mm-hmm. 14th. Mm-hmm. Definitely pull up to that. Can you make like a text in the description right here? Like, well, whatever. Gonna... Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. Like you just put like April 14th, KDK, pull up, niggas, you bitch, motherfuckers. Because they, I saw that she set up the, the ticket links where it goes by person. 
So it's like, oh, if you want tickets, your tickets to see somebody, you pay for like their name and stuff. Fifth anniversary, right? Fifth anniversary. K- there you go. K- it's on the screen right now, baby. Up, oh, this is it right here. Yo, it's April fourteenth. It's also my grandmother's ninety ninth birthday. Oh, shout out to grandma ninety nine. My Willita passed away at ninety seven. So, Shit, God bless grandma, yo. I gotta love when they fucking like, hitting those old ages. Like ninety nine, like that's beautiful. The, the, like in the, born she's, in the twenties. She's about to live a whole fucking century, my nigga. That's <laughs> the world was black and white when she was born. <laughs> yo, the world was black and white. No, she had, they had color in nineteen twenty, no. I mean, not on TV. I mean, TV was even a thing back then. Shit. TV didn't come to like the thirties, like One, like fifteen two, years later. Color. My grandmother was a teenager when TV was new. You're right, not on TV. I think TV came out like what thirty five or thirty six. Mm-hmm. Like she was a little girl and she was poor. She grew up in poor. Nigga, not even nineteen fifty four. Nineteen fifty four. Nineteen fifty four. That's crazy. Like my grandmother grew up in the the poor. Less South. than one percent had a TV in the in the by the end of the year. <laughs> it took ten years to get ninety eight percent of Americans to actually get a color TV. Yep. After the color TV came out, that's crazy. So, shit, how are we gonna watch it? Like fuck radio, because that everybody had to listen to shit on radio at that yeah, time. Yeah, used to be radio, and then telegrams and shit like that. And newspapers, yep. they used to rely heavy. They News- would go crazy. Anything in the newspaper was the yep. news and right. Yep, that was the TV. Like, yep. Oh, yep. what's going on right now? I won't lie, you you didn't used to read the newspaper for no. any part of your life. I was a newspaper man, like taking the bus. I would get the you know what the, I like the the, the the Metro with the green. I think it was called Metro. I would or get like the that. New York Times a lot in college. That's a big fucking. That's that's why you were in college. That's a big newspaper, B. And <laughs> I, I mainly get. I used like, to get the Daily News or the Post. You know what I mean? Read all the sports. Read the main stories. Go back to the fucking um, the horoscope while I'm on the train. You know, <laughs> and then by the time I get to work, I already digested mad information in the newspaper. I did that shit for a lot of my life because my stepfather used to get it delivered to the house. Mm. So every Sunday there'd be a paper there. Oh wow! So I was used to that. Yeah, I was used to that living. Oh, it was old school. Yo, these niggas that still get newspapers delivered to their house. Oh yeah, that's crazy. That I I know like you, some people probably need it for their work, for their mm. jobs and shit like that. Mm. But it's kind of sick that people still get newspapers to their house, pay the newspaper boy and all well, that. I mean, a lot of things back then. I kind of still wish they had back then. Like like what? I want, I want, I'm gonna milk delivered to me. Oh, that'd be dope, right? My mother glass remembers milk getting too. milk delivered. Milk in a glass. Yep. Not in this plastic nope. shit. Milk in a glass. Yep. Jingling with the... Oh. My mom and dad remember back in the Soda day. Soda used they to, to be milk. delivered like that. Soda used to be delivered in um, wooden crates. Yep. Yep. Like my, my parents used to tell me, like, a lot of things, like, she wished she would get the milk delivered, so I'd go in the store and get it. Mm-hmm. She remembered back then, like, when she was a little girl, like, in the 60s and 70s, there would be a milkman. A milkman you know with I, a milk truck. You know what I remember that I do? Uh, I, I miss coconuts. Hmm. The CD place. Oh, I used to love buying CDs and tapes. Oh, yeah, when you were like, to, a record store? Used to, yeah, I used to have a record store called Coconuts on Main Street in Flushing. Hmm. Fucking huge. Oh, man, yo, fucking... I, I used to love going there to buy everything in the world. Now you can't have... Now everything, when it comes to CDs and tapes, it's like, they're not that they're relics, but you you got to cherish them. It's not something that you get and just put to the side to stack up. You know, you keep it's, it clean. You it's keep the it modern nice. vinyl. Yeah, it's the modern vinyl now. Yep. yep. Even vinyl's got to come back. I know they come I mean, back a little bit, but vinyl should come back heavy. Every artist that puts out like some music should have a vinyl, in my opinion. I mean, make a vinyl of your shit, nigga. If it's legit and you pay for it, like, make a vinyl to put on your wall like, like Ty says, art. No, Kid Capri. He's he's still he's you know he was part of the whole like DIPC with the digging in the crates. Uh huh. Like his like his space like his space like where he like works on new music is just fucking 
crates and crates and crates and crates of vinyls. And that's mm-hmm. how he works off of. He can't do it like with the new age digital like way of making music. He still does it the original way with like combining music and then just recording and getting vinyl, switching vinyls out. And I admire that about Kid Capri. He's really dope for that. Yeah, Kid Kik- Capri, wasn't he just on Drink Champs? Was he on Drink Champs? I think, I think he was. Who okay, was? I know it was Remy Ma, and then they had, uh, who was after Remy Ma that they had on there? Two Chains, two Chains, I think? I've not, but after that was, um, I think, Kid Capri. He's the newest one? Yeah, I think he's the latest one. Yeah, Kid Capri on, yeah, one day ago. Yeah, yeah. no, no, maybe not. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Would you please tell us who you are? No. We will not tell us who we are. I don't know what that was. That was. The... Oh yeah, this was recent. Yeah, this was the new one that just came out, nigga. Right, he talks about uh, Kid Capri on Wu Tang, Classic Prince, <laughs> Tupac, his legendary career. Ooh, we gotta hear that. We gotta hear that. Kid Capri's a fucking goat, yo. Yep, he's a goat, goat. I remember one time, a long time ago. I ain't gonna mention the person's name, mm-hmm. but because I'm cool with this guy, but he had an event like near LES like years back that had like a lineup, and he mentioned that Kid Capri was going to be the DJ mm-hmm. and then come to find out long story short Kid Capri was not going to be there because he tried to hire him through like some third party person or through some third party promoter type shit mm-hmm. and I remember promoting the flyer and tagging Kid Capri oh what a, what a fucking sham <laughs> and Kid Capri fucking responds oh. he's like take this down this is not true I don't know what this shit is oh. take down this flyer and I, I told you felt weird, right? I was like, oh, I was in an awkward spot just now. I was like, oh fuck, and it's like, damn. Now, now Kid Capri knows he got fake. Sh- I promoted yeah. fake shit, or some, like I promoted some fake shit or something. Well, you made a mistake because of the information you got. What if, what if, um, I hate when, not that I hate, but you do have to have internet etiquette. You can't just be somewhere with somebody and then just tag them. You guys like, yeah, Yo, is that I? on the fly that Kid Capri was going to No, no, there. I'm saying you made a mistake. Hmm. You made a mistake. I'm taking it further hmm. that you have to have internet etiquette. Like, there's been times I've been in places and I've tagged somebody and they literally tell me, yo, take this tag down. Hmm. Why? But take this tag down. I don't want to be tagged in it. I don't... Or I've been told... Or, like, there's been times where I've um I've done this. And that's what it says, internet etiquette. I've been part of one event and then been part of another event and gave graces to both events and those events didn't want to be associated with one another. Hmm. Like, let's say I go on a podcast here and I go on another podcast and I say, I have a great time with both of these podcasts over the past weekend. Mm-hmm. I've gotten DM like, no, no, you can't, you can't be part of, uh, don't keep, don't, um, don't let me be part of what they're doing. Hmm. What we did with you is separate from them. Can you take our tag out? Hmm. Feel me? There's internet etiquette that you have to be aware of. That's why I, sometimes I hate the internet. Sometimes it's like, it's supposed to be a place where you put pictures, say what the fuck you want to say, be uncensored, do what the fuck you want to do. People are supposed to have... Don't your put own... your name on the fucking flyer and I won't tag you. How about that? Oh, that... that well, It's like when promoters put, like, put pictures of themselves on the fucking flyer. Like, I I'm hate not, that shit. I'm not here to fuck this to you. I hate... Nah, I don't give a fuck man. what you look like. Nigga, but that's what Drake said. All you self-promoters are janky. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, it, what, you, you look... If you're gonna do a show or throw an event, that's it. You throw a show or throw an event, it's made by, it could be on the fly, or whatever, but your whole fucking face on the shit. With glasses. <laughs> hey, you got your Shout whole face... Like this with glasses. Well, your boat probably shot down your iPhone and you just like fucking 
green screen the shit out of you. Like, you, you promote as a janky, for real. Yeah. Like, oh, this nigga's crazy. You promote as a fucking ass anyway, anyway. Like, nobody comes to see you, dumbass. You, you, you just... You just offering a good night so we can have a good performance. Nobody wants to see your fucking face. And then all of them are ugly. There ain't no fucking sexy. There ain't like a sexy promoter. It's like some fat motherfucker with a pop belly and glasses on with their hands like this or going like this. Like, yo, come on in. Like, you, you promoters are fucking ugly. You don't don't know to see your fucking face. Yo, Rich be, Rich be giving y'all fire. Y'all be thinking I'm the loud mouth, loud mouth but I'm not. This I have a lot of built in intro shit. I got my appendix. It's I'm on some home. new shit. They took all, his appendix. <laughs> he's not a he's not an easygoing no man no more. They took that shit out. That nigga like, said, "I like, survived surgery, nigga." It's just, like <laughs> certain shit bothers me now. That's all I'm saying. Now, like I'm starting to really like you know what? Well, Fuck it. You know, I only got one like to live. Fuck all you niggas. Nah, you say it. Stand by it. Right. If it bothers y'all, that means it's talked about you and shit. Nigga, put that shit in music. Don't don't be a promoter self-promoting. That's all I'm saying. Don't be a promoter self-promoting. That's all he's saying. Facts. So, right, what are we, we going to get to the slap around the world at some yeah, point? Go ahead. We're here, man. I, I, I wanted to... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to fucking... I was looking up... I was looking up... I heard that Chris Rock had a disorder. And I didn't notice. See, I, I bet you didn't notice neither because no. he gave me the eyebrow. He has a, a non-verbal learning disorder. Um, he he's How? unable, from my understanding, he's unable to gauge a room. Hmm. He's unable to go into a room and like can tell what's going on. If you see it in his face after he gets slapped, after he hands out an award, wait, was it for that moment or no, no, no? He has this disorder his entire life. He's I mean, yo, this... it don't look like it. When he ha- be going on stage like, hey, everybody, I can yo, do yo, it. Yo, you got to understand that's an act, my brother. That's that's a perfected act. He's a comedian. Being a comedian is center of attention. You got to understand, that's not being put in a position where you feel awkward. He's saying he can't gauge a room. He can't verbalize himself when he's in a bad situation and gauges a room. After the slap, after he gives the award, you see this man's face, and he's not there. He's just. Oh yeah, at the like I did notice like when I think Questlove shout out to Questlove won the award for his documentary. You can see like behind the background, he's like walking around, looking like out of like out of place, like like oh what the fuck's going on? Like what do I do? I stay here. I was like, you done the Oscars before? You know what you're supposed to do. So the fact I don't know if he got. He got smacked into forget what the fuck nah, he was supposed to he do didn't at get, that point. He didn't get smacked out. He didn't get smacked out hard for that. He he has a disorder that he's always had, and that that made like yo. You know what I like coming in here doing with you, hmm. watching everybody's opinion about something before we have one, because hmm. then my opinion can really be honest. You hmm. know what I'm saying? Sometimes as a person, you can persuade to agree with something that's not right or agreeable. And we're all allowed to have our opinions about it, cause some people, some people may agree with the slap. There's a lot of people that agree with the slap. Yep, I've seen it online. In the beginning, which is, I was fifty what, fifty. What's on your take? What's your take on it? Now, the, the now knowing, take. now knowing he has a disorder. Now knowing, um, all the realizing it, realizing all the pain that Will Smith is in to do that, to express himself that way. Uh, that's a that's a, a man in pain. You know, it's one thing when you when you when you harbor things, you walk around, you keep it in. They're celebrities to some extent. When you catch them on TMZ and they gotta fucking run around and all that, you know, you catching them in in moving moments where it's not really where 
You saw him? He was sitting there, front row. You, you sitting with his wife. All these things have been said. Shorty getting plucked. She's embarrassing you around every corner as a man. And now, in front of all these people, you're going to be embarrassed. You, you, you have a choice to make. To be embarrassed one more time or not. And I don't agree with not only how he did it, where he did it, but who he did it to. But I don't agree with the, his reasoning. Because I know it's because it, it, that's a mental thing right there. That's, a, that's something that he's really suffering with. There's no excuse to... We, they, they live in a, an atmosphere as comedians and as actors and as actresses. And they live in this world that us normal people can never... Fa- we can't fathom it. We can't fathom we're not Oscars. There. We, can't, uh, we can't think about... Do we, Oscars. We, we, do we look like Oscars like, motherfuckers? <laughs> but we never, we never know, Rich. Uh, I'll never say we can't be an, uh, an Oscar. No, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying we can't. I'll tell you, but like for... But like, look at us right now. Look at us now. Look at us now. Do we look like we got? You know like, like, are we Academy Award winning actors? Look Probably. Me, look at me. But still, look at, look at me. You know Maybe like, him, but not me. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this nigga's a yo-yo king. This nigga don't. I, I see this nigga you, about to be Super Saiyan Jin in like two, ten years and shit. Super powered Saiyan up with Jin. yo-yos. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to my anime niggas. I know what I'm talking about. But yeah, like, I don't agree with. I don't agree with anything that he did. But it does suck that he's in that much pain, and that's how we all know now. Now he's gonna go sit down with his bitch on table talk or something like that. He's gonna go Allegedly, sit down. Allegedly, I don't think was there an announcement about yeah, him doing so. a table I think, talk. I think, yeah, I think I think so. Because that's I think that red table talk is a medicine. Uh-huh. I think that shit serves no fucking purpose. It's self-serving for Jada only. And you know what I found hilarious, but kind of fucked up at the same time. The comedy floodgates open on Jada because they were like, "Oh, keep my wife's name out your fucking fucking mouth." All right, fuck that ball, bitch. Because now they're switching from calling. Now it's like switched up. Okay, now we're we're not gonna we're gonna keep your wife now. You fucking out. Now we're just gonna call her a bitch. <laughs> and that's like this been like a continuation of just like going forward with that. Like you know what? Man, fuck that bitch. You got all the pieces. Bitch ain't dying. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like you ball. That was like she ball. You gonna slap a nigga because me find one. Gij's one of the greatest movies ever. To me, more was high as fuck. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That movie. That movie's like ten years old though. That movie is ten. Gij's old as fuck. Old as fuck. More than that, right? 90, it was like it's not the joke wasn't even it wasn't that bad it wasn't even it wasn't I mean, bad at all it's just it was a, that was a light joke compared to how Chris Rock could have fucking went nigga it's a it's a light joke compared to the fact you let August Alsina fuck your wife it's that, a that, light that, joke that, that, <laughs> there's something worse than your wife being called ball when your wife's fucking another nigga I'm like just, yo. <laughs> Don't go, I don't understand you. Why go to an award show, sit front seat, and have a bald head with a comedian? Gorgeous, gorgeous, by the way. No, she's, she's not ugly. We're not she's talking gorgeous. about that. We're no, not talking about no, that. No, no, no. I'm not, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just giving it like, she like is, more context. From my, it's, not, it's not like she's an ugly ball person. She's fucking beautiful. But, fuck all I've seen it, you know, still. <laughs> yeah, five days ago, Will Smith, Will Smith reportedly... Um, to, to sit down on a red table talk. That I know. I know. Will and Chris haven't talked. I know those niggas haven't talked yet. I know that. No, nigga. he's gonna sit down with his wife. Yeah, then you're not gonna sit down with Chris. The oh, motherfucking slap. Not. 
Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't sit, but... I don't think Chris wouldn't be able to. No, he wouldn't. Not in front of the cameras, because that's part of the disease, probably. Nope. That and, that makes me feel... You notice like, he hasn't said shit this whole time. Because I think, I think that anything that Chris has to say has to be really thought out. Yep. has to be written. It has to be because I now mean, he has to present it. You heard that he popped out in Boston. He kind of, like, gave, like, a little bit of what was going on about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he was like, you know, it happened, like... I'll talk about it at some point in time. You know, it'll be funny. But right now, I just want to focus on it, it's still this. He's, it's still processing because he's unable, you know, like... And that's why I say, but like... It's like, what can you really say after that? Will Smith embarrassed you at the fucking biggest show... One of the biggest shows in the world. Hundreds of millions of people. This is... It's going out well, of infamy. It now it's even more because of the slap. Now, now it's going to be... That's your. That's like part of your legacy now. That's part of your... You got slapped by Will Smith. You got slapped by Will you Smith. Got sla- you got slapped by the Fresh Prince. Like, I don't even make a joke, but that's what they're going to say. They're going to say that about your legacy. They're going to say that. That's how you're going to... That's forever. And I don't think... But I don't think that... But I don't think that Chris Rock... Yo, Chris Rock gave us a lot of good... Got a lot of good shows. Yeah, great shows. He gave us a... He gave the stand-up world a lot of great comedy. He gave us great stand-ups. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, Chris Rock has a really good shit behind him. Yep. It's just not... Going forward, I hope this he doesn't get discouraged now no. and think that this no. is all... The, the world... The world's mostly side with Chris. They're like more than Will, the mm-hmm. whole thing. At first, no. But at, at first, first, no. Because at they, first, niggas just you know, like... Because everybody thought it was a joke. Yeah, everybody thought it was like part, like a whole skit thing. Well, nah. Yo, I... That's why everybody... Saw, yo, I talked to a lot of fucking dudes and a lot of women, and they were like, yo, if you're going to sit there and talk shit... Like, a lot of people are saying comedians go too far sometimes, and sometimes they need to get slapped up. Like, sometimes they need to get... I talked to a friend of mine. He was like, I was at a show, and I was with a dark-skinned chick, and he was coming at her mad hard about her skin. He, mm-hmm. after, he was like, I didn't do nothing at the show because I wasn't going to act up. But after after the show, I told him, "Yo, homie, you can see me outside if you want to talk outside. I gotta talk to you about what you just said to my mm-hmm. wife. What you just said about my girl. Dark, well, you have a problem with dark skin? So that's how I would approach yeah, it. Yeah, like that, that's more respectable than just slapping right in while he's middle yeah, performing. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a middle performing. Yeah, up. you don't do that to them. You gotta let a person be expressive and do what he gotta do. And right. then after he's done, you go check him. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something that is really negative and he's being real bigot or racist, then yeah, if the crowd starts doing it, yep. then even then, keep it to yourself because mob mentality. That person may not understand how they're making another people feel. You know, comedians. I don't say they're innocent, but it do, it is kind of weird because you are a comedian, and that's what you're how you get paid in life. That you're allowed to say whatever you want about whomever you want to say it, right? Just not too long. No, just in '89 and '88, it was raw and delirious. Eddie Murphy was saying shit about faggot this and homo this and and all these fucking derogatory things and. It, it was okay, right? That was that was. I'm gonna the time. go to Africa and go get a big titty bitch with put a known and and, and sit, she sits on a horse with a big fucked up afro. Those are all stereotypes of African women. A lot of comedians don't do that shit now because they gotta tread on water about what they say about the LGBT community, about this community, about that community. Because comedy comedians shouldn't, in my opinion, I'm fifty fifty. Should they be able to say whatever the fuck they want? Is it because that's how I get paid? I can say whatever the fuck I want. And if that's the truth, you got to sometimes take your, whether it's scrutiny from the the public because of something you said on Twitter, or the internet, or on stage, whether it's scrutiny from anybody, you know, fans, people not liking you, or unfortunately it happened to Chris, but you might get slapped in the face one day if you say the wrong fucking thing about the wrong type of person to the wrong type of person. It's just, it, but it has to come with the territory. If you want to say whatever the fuck you want, take what comes with it. And I don't think it's ever right for a nigga to get up on stage and slap a nigga. I will say that. But 
Take your consequence too Because if you're gonna run up on stage on me And try to slap me As soon as you run up on stage You see what happens at artist shows If you ever go to an artist show Anytime you go to a 50 Cent show Action Bronson show Even though some of those were staged mm-hmm. Niggas throw you off the stage And beat you up Punch you in the face mm-hmm. You know what I mean You jump on a T.I. set The nigga punch you in the face Like this is We're allowed to do that Because you step into our state The problem is Is that it was Chris Most comedians are soft Unless your name is what Joe Rogan Or <laughs> Brendan Schaub Brendan Schaub is a fighter. Joe Andrew Rogan Schultz. is a fighter. What? Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz ain't no fighter. He may learn. He might know a little. Andrew Schultz ain't no fighter. He like. Brent, he kind of, he kind of went fucking ham. Brendan Schultz. You saw what he went ham. Where? Where he fought out a thing? No, no, no. Whack. Recently with the whole Will Smith thing, he did like a fucking straight three minute character oh, no, assassination or everything. No, I didn't see that. But I'm talking you, about if you're if you're willing to walk up stage and hit anytime you're. Wanting to put hands on somebody, be prepared that they could put hands on you too. Yes. So everybody learn how to defend yourself, whether you're a comedian, an actor, anything. That's what this event should show you. That regardless of how soft you are, regardless if you're going through pain. Motherfuckers come after you smooth and slap you smooth. Learn how to defend yourself. Learn how to defend yourself. No no sense when something's going to fucking happen. Because I originally thought when he was walking, he was going to like hug him and be like, like say some shit like, don't talk about my wife. And then just walk away. I didn't think that motherfucker was just gonna do like the smoothest fucking slap of all time on somebody. You didn't see that? Like he was walking all fucking like, like fucking like a fucking Japanese character, and the fucking. I thought it was like some Photoshop shit because I didn't originally see the slap until I had to like slow motion that shit to like zero point five like speed just to see if he this fucking hand connected with his face. I was like, because I I just, I just I just tried to put myself in Will's shoes, and. That happy-go-lucky motherfucking Will do? Smith we all know and love. That nigga got some yeah, demons. Yeah, man, like for him. But, yo, you say that, you say, and, and not to not to leave the conversation, cause I don't, but we don't really know our idols. Look at Dr. Dre. You know, I just saw the Dr. Dre, Dre documentary on Netflix. Um, um, Michelle, about Michelle, Dr. Dre, and, um, and Suge Knight. B, this nigga is a fucking womanizer. Like, he... Fuck bitches up. That's one of my idols. Make great music. Gave me great. Hey, that Mr. Yo, you know what? You know what he just did to me when I saw that shit, man. Ah, I'm not saying boycott Dre, but I see that nigga real funny. Even when I, I had to deep dive and look at it, did he make any statements? Apologize? Yes, he did. Yeah, I'm, I apologize for the man that I was. I'm not that man. I, I, so you're I, not sorry for being her ass. You're yo, just sorry. Sean, you're just saying sorry to say yo, sorry. Yo, son, and and then and then it put. Two and two together when Eminem says, um, are you going to take advice from somebody that slapped D Barnes? Yeah. I'm like, damn, D this nigga's been slapping. Like, yo, I can't respect. I don't know. I think about Will in that moment. Back to Will. And I think about when I walk up, me walking up to this man that says something about my wife. Just in that moment, even as a comedian. Will is a kind of a funny nigga, too. Will, at, at that moment, he could have definitely did something a little bit better. But he could have embarrassed Chris. The same way... That Chris just embarrassed him. He could have embarrassed yep. Chris in a similar fashion. I, I, I kind of noticed that after the slap, like, after he said fucking mouth, if you actually hear, like, what he's saying, it's like, oh, I could. Like, he was, like, going to say some, say something, but then he held himself back. Like, he said, oh, that was the greatest night in the history of television. I was like, there was something he was going to say that was probably going to be some fucking... Right away, he was gonna Crazy have a right away shit. nasty rebuttal. Yeah, he was gonna, probably gonna say it. Yep. He was gonna he was say holding it. Something Yo, back. he was gonna say it. Oh, you didn't get that mad when August Alcina yep. was piping I up. Thought it was something yeah. August <laughs> Alcina. 
He said, you should have got that That's going to be the name of this episode. You should name this episode. You didn't get that mad. Oh, no. I was going to call it Big Slappy Style. Like Big Willie Style, Big Slappy Style. Oh, my God. Yo, you didn't get that mad when this nigga was piping your wife. And you know what? That's bullshit. Maybe him and August Alcina in the background did fight. And they never put it out there. Maybe he did put hands on him at a family barbecue. No, but Maybe wasn't Will like wasn't an that thing, calm when but, he came through. But it was a great thing for between him, Jada, and all guys here that he was going to be It wasn't agreed for you to open your mouth. The fact that you was... open your mouth, you deserve to get slapped in it. You dig? And maybe, you know what? That's a publisher's issue too. Because I, I think that Chris Rock, if he did that joke on the fly, then uh, all right. But if I think the, the publicist, I think Will should have addressed his publicist. Yo, don't say nothing about my wife. Tell Chris, do me a favor. They've made fun of her before. He made fun of her before. She's going to have a bald head tonight. I'm protecting my wife's interest. I'm protecting my wife's interest right now. Ask Chris to do me a favor. Don't say anything about my wife, please. See, I don't and, think I don't think that those things took place. Allegedly, that was like unscripted because he had like a prompter with like jokes that see, were written. See, and that's why I say like... Man, if you're gonna, yo, you play stupid games. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. All I'm saying, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I'm not saying the slap was right. No, the slap but, was not, not absolutely no, wrong. Wrong. But you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That's just the fact like, of the matter. If he would have beat the shit out of him after the show, like, yo, will you sell Baba White, Nick? I would respect that more than you just, like, blatantly, blatantly trying to embarrass him. Not even just hit, hit him. Because I know he's like super embarrassed because now it's like the world is like watching you get, get the fucking slap the taste out of your mouth mm -hmm. in front of Will Smith of all the fucking people mm -hmm. to get slapped by. Mm -hmm. Mr. Big Willy Fun Guy, Will Smith, you know, Uncle Phil's like you know what he wife's nephew did? shit. You know what he should have did though? You know what it would have been more embarrassing? Because like I said, I've been sitting here trying to process Rich and I'm like, damn, what is this man could have done, right? Or would have said that would have been a rebuttal. That's good. Yo, you know what would have been good? He would have been like, see me after this. From his seat. That's what he should have did. He should have looked at his wife and said, Chris, Chris, see me after this. And left her, see me after this. And laughed. Yep, and laughed at all. Not like no serious, like see me after, like, see me after this. <laughs> and laughed. And then for real, for and then real, it been every smooth. single person in there, would have, that would have caught the attention of the crowd so much more than that bullshit joke about G.I. Jane. Because they would have been like, oh, is he kidding? Or is he serious? Or did they act this out? Is this serious? And then when Chris Rock was backstage running to get out the building, yep. feel me? Because yep. Will still won an award after that. And he, <laughs> and he told him not to press charges. Of course, though. Chris, not, Chris, Chris, you can't, man. And, and Jim Carrey said he was suing for two hundred million. As a comedian, <laughs> as a comedian, I'm sorry too if you press charges after you make jokes out of somebody. That's some bitch. That's gonna some some bitch, bitch move. move. You can't press charges. You made the joke. I mean, Jim Carrey said he put two hundred million on him. Uh, what? You say he was suing Will Smith. So I put I would put two hundred million on well, it. Well, Rich, we just had this conversation outside, right? Like, um, I I was just in a situation where I was any maybe you said what you would have did differently. I handled it like instead of letting somebody get the best of me or because of their what they're saying to me and me act out of character, instead of me doing that, all I did was antagonize right back in a friendly, comedic way. Where the person didn't know how to take me. They didn't know how to understand what I was doing. They didn't know if I was being serious, funny. I was just going ahead and being more of an anarchy than they wanted to be. Because they were actually seriously feeling that way. Actually, what you would have did, you were like, nigga, I'm calling the cops. I'm getting out of there. I'm letting you know I'm uncomfortable. You, this is not working. This is not working. You're making me feel a certain way. You feel me? People handle shit differently. And it's nothing wrong, but... 
You got to be honest with how you're going you're gonna to handle something. Mm-hmm. Will slapping him is like, I right, Will, you about that life, nigga? Because Jim Carrey saying that he put 200 mil on it and was sure is like Pharrell saying, I'm a snitch if I'm in a situation. Mm-hmm. Those are niggas just being honest with their characters. Mm-hmm. I'm just honest. This is how I would handle it. I don't give a fuck how anybody would see me. I don't give a fuck who would care. If a nigga put hands on me or a nigga got me uncomfortable, I'm going to sue him. But then you got another nigga be like, I'm going to shoot him. You got to understand, everybody got different ways of dealing with the shit. You feel me? I'm not saying one's more right than the other. If a famous nigga put hands on me, though, and I'm not famous, that's the only reason I'm suing you. You dig? I'm only famous just to get some financial freedom just like you. I'm only suing you because you're stupid. Because I'm poor and you tried to put hands on me. (laughs) That's the only reason. But if I'm famous, my nigga, and you famous, my nigga, and we get into a squabble... Come on, you know the story about Diddy putting hands on Drake and breaking that nigga's arm because Drake stole the 0 to 100 beat? That was never really out there. There's no footage of it out there. They don't talk about that shit. But the rumors rumors out there. Street niggas know. But that's what I'm talking about. That's gentleman shit. Gentleman shit is you handle it like a gentleman. Allegedly slapped Jake Cole too. I I believe it. Diddy, yo, Diddy's a fucking. He's a a menace, man. You don't fuck. You don't. Yo, there's a reason why you don't fuck with a fat Joe. You don't fuck with a Diddy. You don't fuck with a Hove. These niggas don't only have security. They're able to handle themselves too. They're able to. They have their fucking security. They probably have detail on them. They're able to handle themselves too because they know they don't ever have to. So if they ever have to. They got to make sure they're in good situations to do so. Brendan Schaub was in a situation like where there was like a, a shooting or something at the place he was at. And niggas had to tell people, yo, everybody come in and had to handle themselves properly because they have to be calm in those situations. They're used to being in high intense fighting, breaking people's necks. You get used to a lifestyle like that. That's why when you look at me and, you, you know, we had this shit about people being through shit. I'm pretty calm in hectic situations because I've been there. Once you see it, my nigga, you, what are you going to do? If once you see it, you know how to deal with it a little bit better. Look at those people that go fishing on the water for eight months. You think that's fucking easy to be on the ocean for eight months fishing in the high seas? And the... I just saw this shit this morning. So I saw it and I was just like, how the fuck you guys do this? Like, And he's just sitting there like, yeah, today we're going to get the big load. I know we're going to get it. And they get so happy when these fish come in. They're like, oh, look at all that fucking money. They're cleaning it on the boat. They're happy to be smelling like fish. Not fucking eating proper food, just sitting there on the ocean, getting that... That's, that's contentment, dude. I would, I would eat Fruity Pebbles my whole time, dude. Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> you can't... Yeah, it's cold, nigga. You probably won't even want to be... You want to eat something nice and toasty and warm. They were eating, French like, toast. soup all the time. Yeah, French. it's cold. You're on the ocean. I want French toast. I would love to do that, though. I would love to experience that. Like, they, I know not too long ago, I think Alaska was paying people to move to Alaska to become fishermen. Yes, they were. Right? I, what, nigga? They, 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 they pay motherfuckers to move to Vermont just to live there. Yeah, why? Because the, the population is so low, and using a certain population for each state, if you have, like, a certain surplus of people, uh, people you, you can have can certain get, people in the senate you can get like that? Pe- yeah people in candidates Ha-ha. more people in council and stuff. <laughs> that's why they charge motherfuckers to live like but nobody wants to move from vermont I, I why not what's what's vermont where's vermont it's why not, nobody want to move there because there's nothing really out there oh, it's, really? it's like bumblefuck nowhere part of united states i have two cousins that live i have two cousins that live out there yeah but that's why you uh, know about for it? The, but for the wrong reasons not because they love like peace and quiet and shit there's there's Cheddar, like yeah, vermont vermont is known for foods like Cheddar cheese, maple syrup, and that's mostly Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Oh yeah, I mean, home of Ben and Jerry's is in Vermont. It also got. It's also home to many farms, fresh produce, and wineries and breweries. Nigga, it's not like a place you want to live. We gotta go to Vermont. <laughs> most places in America are like that. Wineries with food and fucking travel. New and Hampshire. To do. It's between um. It's between. It's, it's in New Hampshire. 
No, Vermont. Oh, it's its own state. So it's between New Hampshire's its own state. Yeah, so it's New Hampshire, Albany, Syracuse, Portland. I know a rapper. All around that area. I know a coworker that lived here in New York that used to live in Vegas, lived here in New York, and then he ended up living in New Hampshire. I got I got a couple friends that live in Pennsylvania and live in Philly, and they drive to New York for work. And they drive to Jersey for work. Oh yeah, I got I and, got friends like that too. And and they now they all they all hooked up to electric cars. So now they just they're saving so much money on gas. They're saving so much money living far away. They got all this land. I got a dude when I was younger. His first job was in um his first job was in Connecticut, and he would travel from New York to Connecticut. And then after a month of doing that, he he found like a room or an apartment for like a G. Stayed there making fucking eighty grand a year and with a whole apartment just paying a G. All your space and all that shit. Don't have to drive no more. Yeah, man, because for Philly and New York, it's only like a little over two hours. So it's like it's if you have a bad. job that's like nine to five, get up at, get up at six. And no traffic. And no traffic? It's fucking dead. It's just probably getting home. It's probably a bitch because around the afternoon, you got to go over like the fucking GW to go back. Well, 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 well. You, if, you time, if you time things right and you do your day correctly, you, you, you fulfill it. So, you know... I would be smart about this. My family lives in New York, you know, so I would, if my, if I, if I'm leaving my house four in the morning, likely I got a nine to five job that is only eight hours, you know, so if it's only eight hours, you get to work at five, six in the morning, you know, you don't work by like two, right? Two, three o'clock, you go see a family member, you eat dinner with somebody and then you head home at six, seven at night when there's complete less traffic, you know what I'm saying? Like I used to travel from New York to Jersey and I... I can't take it with the Holland Tunnel. I can't take it with the GW. I can't take it from the hours of 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. It's impossible. And then you get in the fucking crosswalk. They give you the crosswalk tickets. You're like, bitch, I can't move. She goes, you're supposed to time the lights. What do you mean I'm supposed to time the lights? That makes no sense. <laughs> like, but that's the way it goes. You know, like, that's the way. That's why travel, you have to do it smart. If you do travel smart, it can be very convenient. For price-wise and all that shit, y'all. I hate living where I live sometimes. Hmm. The no parking, the no roads, the clutter. It it becomes a lot when you've been living in it for so long. You know, the downstairs neighbor. It becomes a fucking bitch. You're like, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to do this no more. And it's li- like living so on top of one another, the New York lifestyle, so to speak. It's not always beneficial forever. You got to leave. You got to do something and see something new to see if it works for you. Because I think if you have the same mindset and you stay stuck in it, you're just gonna not go nowhere. Feel me? It's not name a rich person that really stays in the fucking hood and buys the block. Yo, I'm gonna buy the whole building. Why? Cause I really love this hood. Huh? <laughs> nah, nigga. What the fuck you talking about? Ain't no, ain't no rich person buying a whole block because they really love the neighborhood. No, it don't work like that. So it's like when you think about, it, you have to branch out. It's always part of our nature as human beings. We only got stuck living in these rural areas and the areas that you're stuck into because we got conditioned. We used to be butt naked and walk around anywhere and not have a border here and not have a border there. You know what I mean? There used to be places, there used to be a time where niggas that spoke English walked into Mexico and then nobody spoke the same language. And be like, oh shit, we, can't, we don't even speak the same language. You know, what the like, fuck is he saying? What the fuck are they saying? What's his language? You know, like, we, we're, we're meant to have no boundaries. And now that we have boundaries, in my opinion, it's what makes us so separate as human beings. We're already separated by religion. We're already separated by race. 
Yep. Now you want to separate us by conditioning us not being able to go nowhere, live here forever, pay these same bills, be under Section 8, be under this. Now we got you for forever. We got you. We got you. Stay there. Don't go nowhere. Have another kid. Have another kid. Have another kid. And another kid. It's condition. It's conditioning to keep you stuck in life. You know, that's why they say um the, the age, I'm, how people are having kids now is going down. Yep. No, people aren't having children the way and they used to have them anymore. No the ones that are having children, they're having it much older. They're having it like in yeah, their late thirties. Later in life. Yep. A lot later in life, I, and I, I can't disagree with that. I had a like in my hospital, like in the maternity ward. Like, okay. They, you know, sometimes I'll be outside, and then like sometimes the new dads will like want to chat where they wait for their cars okay. and stuff. And then they would be like, "Oh, I, like, hey, I just turned forty-one. I have my first child." I'm like. Damn. But what else did he have to part of his story? Did you get anything else? Yeah, I just like got he, the house. No, no, he's I like, just got the... he's like I, I was just having like ch- like spend time with my wife. You know, we knew we knew each other. We know each other since we were in our twenties. It's like so you've been with this woman over twenty plus years. I, I wanted to make sure that vagina was mine and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he was telling he me. He pulled up in a Tesla. This is what I'm saying. I pulled up in a Tesla. You know, he got the house if he got the Tesla. I bet you he was nice and clean and. Oh man, but that's that's genius. Nice tall white dude, like six foot five and shit. That's genius. That's when you're supposed to. I think the most reluctant part about that is, you know, women have a biological clock. Yeah, that's and their I know thing. that plays a game with them because they don't. Women always feel like men can get up and leave. So it's like you know, I be with a nigga five, six, seven years. We started in our twenties, twenty eight, and now he's slowly fading away from you. We mm-hmm. even haven't had a kid yet. Oh shit, I gotta find another man. I only got a couple years to find I another man. I gotta start over. Or when a, when a dude tells a chick after five years, I don't want to have a kid. Yo, I made a decision. This world is crazy. COVID. Another p- fucking pandemic is coming. Baby, we can't have a kid. I love you. I want to marry you, but we can't have a kid. And she's like... Oh, no. There was still... There was, there was a lot of COVID babies. Yo, nigga, that's because everybody was at home ordering Uber Eats, getting fat, and fucking. Yep. What? That's only three I, things you could do. That's what everybody was doing during the pandemic. There's a lot of COVID days. I ain't gonna lie. I kind of I kind of miss those days when there was like nobody in the street. That shit like a fucking ghost town in fucking Manhattan. Easy to get to work. Absolutely. <laughs> all that overtime I missed out on that I wish I got. <laughs> I could have been a fucking millionaire if I did all that overtime that year, 2020. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit. But, you know, better late than never. But Of course. But it is what it is with this whole, this whole like. Well, we went like super off topic. What the fuck was our original point? Wasn't it Chris Rock and some shit? I think we pretty much like left Chris Rock. <laughs> you know what it is? It's because that's why I, I said I like coming in here after hearing everybody talk about it because I really could know what to say in my oh. perspective. And for the record, ladies, like the whole maternal clock thing, like see, that's it, why we love Chris Rock though because yes. it's really. It's over because yes, yes, <laughs> you do have, you still can get pregnant even if you're in your thirties and forties. Yes, there is more of a there's like a always risk. ways. There's always ways. It's just like when you're in your twenties. Okay, you have a ninety. Women were just programmed chance. to think like that. It's like it's just when you're in your thirties and forties. It just goes down to like 80, 80 to eighty five percent. Like that's it doesn't go down to like oh you're never gonna have kids. You can still have kids. It's just like it's just gonna be, you know. It's just probably find the right dude with the right semen that's going to make this shit fucking happen. Or, yo, you know what? I I have no problem. I never have a problem with people that go get, like, artificial insemination. Jump, and, in and vitro gets, and all that and, shit. And in vitro. Like, of course, I support all that because either which way, whether you have a kid naturally 
or you raise somebody else's kid or you get some sperm and throw it in an egg. You brought a kid into the world and you have an opportunity, right? Yep. To love something and to love you back. Yep. That's the point of having children. You know, I heard the or point dogs. of having kids is, my nigga. <laughs> so you don't die. No, but see, the, I, I agree with you. But you know the point of having kids, though, is so you don't die alone. Yep. I heard that the other day. I heard that the other day from somebody and I was like, I looked in the sky and I said, shit, I'm going to die alone. You know, like... I guess I, I never understood that. You always put blame on your parents for things that they don't do or, you know, you... I don't know. I feel like sometimes you don't cherish them or value them the right way and sometimes you don't uh, understand their reasoning for having you. You know, they don't, you don't understand the parent unless you unless they tell you, yeah, no, nah, we planned you. But most kids from my generation, they weren't planned. You know what I mean? Most kids, most of my friends, we weren't planned. They just... We had... The, the parents had children and parents had them and it's a struggle. And most of the parents grow up with the kids being, like, I know a lot of moms and dads that are best friends with their kids. And that's because they had to grow up with their children. They weren't adults raising children. They were children raising children. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they grew, you grow up and you, I, like, I talk to my mom a certain way. I talk to my mom like my nigga. I don't talk to my mom like, I'm not no fucking mama's boy. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. she didn't raise me to be a mom because she was growing up. She was still a little girl, girl raising me, so I ain't no fucking mama's boy, and I'm stone cold like my father, cause the nigga treated me stone cold, cause mm. he wasn't in the proper position to give me the proper type of, not not that I said I didn't have enough, I ate, I'm here, I'm alive, but I, the different type of dads, mm. feel me? And I know my dad having a conversation with him yesterday morning, told me that he wished he could have been that different type of dad, mm -hmm. that he wished he would have didn't have to go away. And he could have had opportunity to, to be that somebody that that had things, that had a better mind state, that knew what to do better as a person, that, and give that to me and be there for me, the way your dad is. Hmm. He wishy. My dad told me that, and it touched me. I'm like, ah, yeah, that's kids raising kids. I can't blame him for that no more. Now you got to be a, an adult about it and be better. I don't want to die alone, Rich. Mm -hmm. I want to have children, mm -hmm. but I want everything to be correct. And I don't mean the correct woman. I mean me, me. Cause I could, I, I could see myself adopting. I could see myself getting, getting a bitch to have a carry my baby, and you, you don't want to have it. You just want to be a surrogate and carry the baby for me. No problem. I know I might be the strangest things in the world to hear as a man. Like you want to have a kid and have one for yourself, nigga. How are you gonna manage it? What are you gonna do? It's possible now. Yep. It is possible to never have, be alone. There's people, there's people with way, uh, way less fortunes uh, popping kids out yes. left and right. Yes, way less fortune. Mm -hmm. when it, oh man, that's a bar, man. There's people with way less fortune that's popping kids out left and right, and and that's why, like, I don't want to die alone, but I, I know. Um, I want, I want like a piece of like something on this earth still walking around that's like me that resembles you in some way yeah. shape or form that's human yeah. not just a piece of art not just on computer not, not just like on the YouTube. money or all the notoriety and the thing cause not on that. your fucking tombstone that people go to see no an actual figure that represents right. something that you were yep no, that's a fact I, that's a fact I, I just learned that I just got that as an adult 33 year old man I was just like yo I don't want no kids fuck it I don't want no children this world's shit these women are shit I don't. I don't want no kids. You know what I mean. Like, and I don't mean that women are shit in a bad way. I mean the the women that the I've encountered. With. The women he deals with. They show me, and I don't mean all that that they're shit. I love them. They're great women. But the things that I to bring, leave a legacy with them. Yeah, is not something that I would do because the ugliness that I've seen out of them, brought out of them, is not something that I sit there and comfortable and say, oh yeah, I want to leave a legacy with you. Hell no, because I don't even want to leave me with you. 
So how could I imagine you like that, right? How could I imagine leaving a legacy with these women? So I have not yet found one, and maybe I won't find a woman to live my life with, get married, and maybe I that's mean, not there's, my shit. There's, 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 but I could always have that, a kid. There's people that just die. Be alone. Just well, be alone well, and die. No, nah, but I can definitely have a kid. I can definitely no, 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 raise just, something. No, I'm just saying there's, oh, yeah, a, there's, right. a more, there's further into that yeah. where people... Because I read a book. It's called Principles of the Path. A okay. long time. My dad gave me this book. It was all, He gave me like a few years back. Okay. And it talks about like the moment you from birth, like what you experience from childhood to adulthood to when you're much older. And the one of the final chapters was called like death. And he's like, you're just going to die. Like there's going to be a point where you're just not going to wake up. There might be a point where you get hit by a car or get shot. There might be a point where you may not, you'll get married. And get divorced and have kids. Maybe one kid, two, three, four. Be plentiful. Or get a point where you'll have nobody. You're probably just going to die in your house. Nobody's going to know you're dead. And you have no kids. You got no wife. And you're just going to fucking rot until somebody eventually kicks down your door. See, I know I should have did this at the top of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but I, I've been trying to leave. Uh, I've been trying to leave this weekend alone. But to something that I do got to do, um, I got to give a big rest in peace to Yvette Delgado. Um, she passed away recently, fell off the bed, hit her head, and never woke up. You know, when you said, um, you're just going to die one day, she just jumped in my brain and said, hey, yo, you didn't talk about me. Hmm. And I was like, yo, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give her top of the pot. I should have gave her the proper representation to say, um, rest, in, rest in peace, Yvette Delgado. She was my babysitter for... A large portion of my life, I want to say probably to like I was like eight, nine years old. You know, I grew up with her three sons, uh, Robert, Mark, and um, Stephen. You know, they were like my my three little brothers. Like, well, yeah, I think I think I'm the oldest by like two years or a year. So they were like my three little brothers. Like, we used to fucking dress up like the Backstreet Boys and sing the whole CD together. You know what I'm saying? Like. One of their family members. I hope you were Nick Carter. Well, I, I was the one. With, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I was. Nick Carter. No, I think I was the ponytail nigga. Um, which was weird because I was the tallest one. I think or Stephen was. But you know, growing up with them, that family, like, yo, they're the they're the reason. There's this guy named um Angel. I think it's their older brother, or their cousin, and he um, he's the reason why I got introduced to rap. You know, I I was always told stay away from rap. Stay away from rap. It's bad music. It's not good for you, and don't don't listen to that. I got brought up with the Beatles and Elvis, and you know, disco music. Yeah, like, won't you take me to Funky Town? You know, always happy music. I got rap from my first rap song, Super Thug Noriega, from that house. I found Super Thug, and then I found a Jay Z album, and then I found Big Pun. I don't want to be a player, and I said, Oh, this is rap. Oh shit! And then I said, I fell in love with it. Not to do history of it, but actually to have an ear to... Because you have to have an ear for everything you listen to. And that's why, like, the generations of hip-hop get so distorted. And people are like, I can't understand what they're saying. Because you got to have an ear. You get brought up with a certain ear. And I'm grateful I got that all from her being my babysitter. Me living in the house for a large portion of my life. Fucking, I, I just... I'm grateful for everything that she did. To the three brothers, I'm going to try to be there for you guys. You guys are... You guys grew up exactly the same way I expected you to, yo. Mark Anthony was her favorite, shy, timid kid. Yo, he grew up. He's still shy, timid. He just got he just got a fucking beard and fucking thick eyebrows. You know what I'm saying? And lost some, lost some weight. You know, Stephen was always the the skinny skinny one. Just always had to be the 
the man, like, talking to him at the funeral. Nigga's like, I'm like, yo, you, you know, you're doing good. I know. I see it. I see you holding some shit back. He's like, B, I can't cry. I start, I cry, and all these people are going to start crying. I can't cry. I'm the older brother. I got to I gotta be good right now. He's like, but I'm, tear, I'm tearing apart right now. And that was always Steven. Steven always had to be the bigger brother, and he always got in trouble for everybody, and he always took the beating. That was Steven, you know? And then you got Robert. Robert was always the wild one, always trying shit that he shouldn't fucking do. And then, like, like a classical fucking track. Me and Robert haven't seen each other since we've been like 10, 12 years old. But like classical music, we were sitting there chilling until 4.30 in the morning after his mom's funeral. Just me and him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Going through our woes like, we, like we've been in each other's lives for forever. And that's family. I haven't seen these people in over 20 years. And that's family to me, the, the fact that. And that's, that's because I'm one of the sons that she raised. So Yvette, I'm very thankful and I'm very grateful for the things that you gave me in my life. And I just, just wanted to give you that. Rest in peace. And I hope you know, I know you're watching your family real, real closely because that's what you always did. I love you. Right. Um, on that note, we'll wrap it up right here for that. And then thank you everybody for watching. That was really sentiment, very sentimental, man. I'm glad I'm glad you did that. And yeah, you know what's up, everybody? Podcast and you no, know, please hit that like button, subscribe. You know, show your friends and. Don't get Will Smith out here. <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note. <laughs> Later, everybody. It's out of character. Yo-yos. Yeah.